Hi, it's Mike Impulgado. This is the third episode of Knowledge Hackers podcast. During the last episode, we answered the question, what I did wrong in my college choice. And it quickly hit me that I just had a very wrong criteria when I was choosing the college. So unfortunately, my first step was the wrong one and then nothing else mattered when I was already in the university and trying to do all the good stuff. I was already set for failure because my criteria were wrong. You might imagine how that made me feel. I was devastated, I was crushed. You know, it's like I invested eight years of my life and on top of that, you know, the worst thing out of all of this was that I was losing to my brothers, both of them in that moment, because because the fact that it took me eight years to finish that degree, my younger brother was actually managed to finish his He's two schools already, and both of my brothers were working in, the, in their uh, respective business uh, and being successful, growing exponentially, and I was doing baby steps over here. And don't get me wrong, I was, I was not poor or anything, I, I still had my company, I was still doing quite well, I was earning quite a lot of money, I had a child, I was able to support my family. Uh, we bought the apartment, so it was okay, it was okay. But for me, that okay meant nothing. Because what I wanted to do is to win the game of life. That's the, that's the final goal, I need to win the game of life with my brothers. Okay, that's the goal. So I need to crack the code and get this rule book for the game first before I make another big step, right? That was, that's what, I, what was in my head. Like I was stuck in that moment. I couldn't make big decisions and invest like a lot of my time or, or got engaged in big, into, into big projects because it was scary for me. I didn't want to lose another years of my life and, and just to find out that it's not going to work for me. So, So I was stuck for a very, very long time. I was looking for some patterns. I was looking for some clues how to crack that code, like what to do next so I have 100% certainty that it's a good move for me. And it took me a very long time, guys, I tell you. Only in 2018, when I was already living in Malaysia, I was reading a magazine, a Forbes magazine, and I read in that magazine this information that almost 50% of student population is underemployed and not working in their field of studies in the first job after college. And I was really shocked. Like, what? In 2018, it's like... Now, not almost now, like 10 years after I finished my college, right? After, or, and, and, and what is it, like 16 years when I was going to college, right now students are still having the same problems. And not just one or two, it was a lot of students. It was, and I, I was actually a little bit happy of that. You might think, hey man, that's rude. Can't be happy because somebody else is, is suffering. And I was thinking, that's, yeah, I know, but at the same time, I was just happy, not because they're suffering, but because at that moment, I knew I'm not alone. 
I knew that a lot of students have the same problem. Okay? I did a little study on my own at the same time because I was able to work in different schools around the world. I was actually asking students, different students that I that I had a chance to meet, what why are they going to school? Or what are their criteria? And they were telling me, I have this criteria, I have that criteria. I was comparing them to my criteria as well. But I didn't do anything with that because I couldn't, I, I really didn't know, right? Like I said, I didn't crack the code at that time. But this information from the Forbes magazine told me that this is a huge problem. It's not just like few students. This is a huge problem. Almost, almost half of the population is, is not working in their field of studies after college. And then two third out of that is not utilizing the skills and knowledge they've learned in college even five years after working in their profession. So that is totally blowing my mind already. That I was like thinking, oh my God, something is totally wrong with this education system. It's, it's you know, fooling people and, and we're ending up with nothing at the end because we trusted that, you know, it's a good school, good ranking, this, good, this, good, that. And it should take us to the success. But it's not true, right? 50% of students are not successful. So I <clears throat> decided I'm going to investigate. You know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to find out what is the problem, you know? Like why students are having the wrong criteria. A lot of them, right? 50% of them. Obviously, they have wrong criteria. And what are the right ones? Right? I already know that mine were wrong because it didn't work for me. What are the right ones? How to find the right ones? How to crack that code? What, what's the rule for this? So I was looking for the researchers who are actually doing something about this. And I found a guy named Michael B. Horn. This guy... Uh, went and did a study on a group of 200 college students asking them the questions, right? What were the criteria? The, his job was basically to find out what were the criteria of these college students and then, then they com he compared, compared these criteria. So he obviously asked students who were not successful what were their criteria, right? And then he asked the students that were successful, what were, what were their criteria? And he found patterns. He found patterns. Like all the students that had similar criteria to mine, and you can now compare, you can now take out that, that piece of paper that I told you to make after the first episode of our podcast, right? Your criteria, what, what kind of criteria you have, right? So all the criteria that were coming from outside from the outside world, like for example, statistics, rankings, ratios for one place, right? Uh, opinions of, the, of moms and dads and uncles, like they were giving you advices, go here, go there, and, and students are basically taking that under consideration, right? Or friends. Uh, some other students were saying, oh, because a lot of my friends are going here, so I'm going here. So all these external, external criteria were not working. In most cases, they were not working in, these, in this study that Michael B. Horn did. And on the other side, 
the students who were successful, all the criteria that they had were coming from inside. And that from, they made it, they created it in a very different way. We will talk about that a little bit later. But right now, I wanted to go back to the big question for today's episode. I was asking you guys at the very end of the, of the last episode, what did Marek, Mark, had that I didn't have? So you can take this question and make it a little bit more, a little bit bigger, right? What successful students have that other, others don't have? What do they have that others don't have? What did Mark have that I didn't have? For me, it was easy to answer because I was basically Mar- Mark's friend, right? So I know what's the answer but there are some people who are like going in front of the of, of the crowd and saying yeah like what do you what, what do you think probably resources they you know some successful successful students have resources have more money or they're just smarter right and i'm like no mark mark was not smarter than me i had better grades at school than he had I was working harder than him. I was actually earning more money on doing some projects inside the school than he was doing. So that's not true. He was not smarter. You were pretty much the same. I was, I was actually working harder than him. So it's also not the, the successful students are also not the one who works harder than the other ones. Nah, no, it's not true. Also money-wise, like I said, I was earning more money than Mark. And then finally, resources? Well, we had the same resources. Like, we were in the same school, we were in the same class, had the same teachers, everything the same, all the, all the classes the same, all the professors the same. Pretty much a lot of stuff were the same for us. So, resources is also not the answer for this. But what, what Mark had that I didn't have was his father. What his father had were other people working in the industry, right? So for me, it was very, very easy to answer this question. What the successful students have that, that others don't have? Relationships, contacts. They have contacts with people from outside of the school that I didn't have, right? In case, like when I was comparing myself to Mark, that was the one thing that he had and I didn't have it. And I didn't even know that I need to have it in order to succeed, right? But he, it was very easy for him to succeed because his father knew this one thing that he needs to start a company very early once he's on the second year of his school, even though he's not going to be earning money on, on this company for the next two or three years, that's not a problem because he will already be doing a lot of stuff that is important Right, and then he's not going to have to waste another four years after college to to do his internship. Right, so all these information his father had, and, and it's not like he gave him like a, a, a lecture and he sat him down on his on his knee and told him, you know, Mark, you need to know this. No, he just told him, do this, do this one thing, open the company and run it, no matter if you're going to earn money or not. 
and he did, was not explaining him million things because he knew that for Mark at that point of time it was not relevant, right? But he also knew that Mark needs to have this company on the second year of school in order to succeed. So this is all that Mark had that I didn't have. A one contact, a one mentor that made it so much easier for him, right? And he was able to be successful after all. And there is actually another researcher that I came across when I was doing my research on, on you know, finding experts from this industry. I found that I came upon this lady, Julia Freeland Fisher. And he, and she, sorry, she uh, was actually researching just that. What is the role of relationships during your college life or during your education? In like, she was not actually focusing on colleges, but on education itself. But what is the role of the relationships? And I tell you, this book is an eye-opener. She, she wrote a book, Who You Know. If you're interested in that, I recommend to listen, listen to the book. I actually had a, an audio version of this. It's, it's around six hours and it's really good stuff, guys. It's very, very good stuff. They give not, not only they're bringing awareness of the problem, but they're also showing you all the different solutions that today's um, education, but not the traditional one. Those are the first hacks that we're gonna talk about very soon, guys. There are hackers right, before us that they, they and they've seen the problems and they, they, they just try to fill in the holes, right? They're filling in the holes and it's soon enough you will see how it's gonna change the whole education system altogether. But for now, the schools are outsourcing. Outsourcing these bits and pieces from people like them who've seen the problems and they're providing the solution, right? Unfortunately, for a lot of us, most of these solutions are only delivered on the United States territory right unfortunately these researchers and people who are into this into this topic were mostly working in American institutions and and the and the first solutions the first organizations the first programs that started to deliver uh, all these things to students that were that they were missing are working mostly on on the American grounds. There are, there are quite a few organizations that are expanding, and I'm, I'm really happy to see that. But at this point, we still need to be hackers because the main system is not giving us what we need, right? So we need to hack that knowledge copy, model the people who already know what to do and how to do it. And we have to do it on our own until the system will change and actually start delivering what the students need. So Julia Freeland Fisher gave us a lot of clues what we need to do 
Like, what are the most important jobs in college? Or what are the jobs for the college? Right? Why do we, why do we hire this college? Right? They, they frame it like this. Why do we hire the college? What is it for? What do we need from college to succeed? Right? That's a very important question. And then the second question is, if we really like that college, we have our list of criteria, right? We created it. I'm going to do it in the next few episodes. We have our list of criteria. We, we've chose the college and we know what we need from this college. And we might find out what this college is not giving us. So that's the moment when we need to start hacking. We need to start hacking the knowledge and bringing all the pieces that we need that this college is not going to have for us from somewhere else. And there is a lot of different ways how we can do this. So don't be afraid, guys. There is more than one way to win the life game. And the moment, the moment you crack the code, the moment you know what are the rules, and you don't have to trust that, you know, if you go this way, it's going to be okay for you because it was okay for somebody else. If you do that, you're probably not going to win. That's a gamble. Like, and you know that this is a big, very big gamble because like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, of this episode, only a little bit more than 50% of college students are succeeding when they're trying to do just that. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to risk that. That's, that's, that's basically like, you know, putting your money on the table, all your money on the table for one bet, red or, red or black, right? Red or black, you're gonna win or not? So I, I wouldn't like to do that with my life, you know? <laughs> with the game of life, I would not risk that. I wanna know, I wanna have certainty that, that my next move is a good move and my strategy is a good strategy, right? I wanna maximize the possibilities of the win. Okay, so how to do that? Well, we know now that on this example with Mark, that one of the greatest things that needs to happen during your college life is relationships. But even if you don't have them, right? Even if your daddy or your mommy is not working in the industry that you want to work, that's not a problem because the school should give you that connection. And even if the school is not giving you that connection, you can still find that connection on your own. As a knowledge hacker, you will know how to do it, right? So at this point, we already answered the big, big question for today. What do successful students have that we don't have? Their relationship. Now for, for the next episode, guys, we will have to focus on another big question. The first step, something that I did wrong and that's why it didn't work well for me. How to create your own criteria for choosing college? How to do that? That will be our big question for the next episode. And I hope to have you here back, guys, because this is the moment when we're going to start hacking. So knowledge hackers... I'm going to be waiting for you in the episode number four. It was Mike Impulgato. Have a wonderful day. And 
crack the codes guys learn how to win the game of life